Welcome back to Crazy Train with Jasmine St. Clair. I hope that you enjoyed part one of this last week with Missy Hyatt. Here is part two. And this is where she kind of, um, you know, remembers when I played a joke on her. I thought maybe it was like the old Missy who wouldn't really remember things, but wait till you see her reaction when she brings it up. <laughs> I had this other one of my crazy Jasmine ideas for, um, to eliminate more, uh, to eliminate the violence amongst prisoners in jail. Here's what it is. It's it's really genius. Okay, I want to hear. So some of them only get like one conjugal visit a week, right? Or once a month. They should make it like <sighs> three conjugal visits a week for like an hour and a half to two hours because then they get rid of all the testosterone and all the exactly. anger. And I think that's a really smart idea. I mean, I don't know how it'll go over, but I just think it's something to present. Um, I think guys yeah. that are only in there for short periods of time for stupid shit should get conjugal visits. Exactly. But other people like murderers and rapists and pedophiles, they need to be in a certain, they need their own certain hell to be in. Unless and they the just need to be given the whatever that stuff, put in their food to make their dick limp so they don't rape each other. You know, that's what I would do. Or you could Lorena Baba them. Or if it's a yes. murderer who murdered a pedophile or murdered someone that harmed an older person yeah, or, a woman, or a kid, then he deserves five conjugals a week or four. Yes. Yeah. Because you got rid of a bad person. <laughs> like, seriously. I know they do that in other countries. They do that yeah. in other countries. Oh, they yeah. have less recidivism, you know, and less yeah. people coming. To, you know, if you made prison for these people, made it hard for them like made them on the chain gang again and made them work instead of sitting around and watching TV all day and thinking of ways to, to do stupid shit. Then it made it hard. You work six days a week. I would put every prison, I'd put a factory beside of it and you have to work in the factory every day, you know, and then make them so they're so tired that they can't do shit every day. Work them to death. Make it not fun. Not make it a bed and three square meals a day. You know, make it, oh, I did my time, you know, or I, you know, I got my, 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 oh, I don't even know what it's called. I, I, I got my, um, I don't know what the, what the kids say, you know, I've done my time or, you Juvie know, hall. huh? Juvie hall, juvenile hall. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that. I mean, make it hard for them so they don't want to come back. You know, well, here's the thing in Scandinavia, when you're in the jail there, you do get a job in there too. And then oh, the good. wages get saved and uh, a portion of it goes towards your um your commissary. And then the other half they save for you. So when you get out, guess what? You have you got money. money. Yeah. And you have That's skills. smart. You've got a lot of stuff. So I just think the prison reform system and I, I'm not talking whatever bullshit Kim Kardashian's talking about because she's just such a, a fucking plastic headed sea donkey. It's like, <laughs> what are you saying? It's like, no. This is a sensible thing that works because it works overseas, you know, and it could work here if right. we really wanted to. Yeah. You know, but you know, there's so much money in the, yeah. in the prison system. It makes so much money. I mean, they only, it's like 50 cents a day for food. And then it's like $50 a day to keep a prisoner in there. It's a big business. Prison is a big business. We, we put more people in prison here in the United States than they do all the world combined just in the United States. It's ridiculous. It's such a big business. Did you hear about that one judge that was sentencing all the juveniles to the juvenile yes. prison? 
and he got in trouble for the kickbacks and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a big business. You built this prison for juveniles, but we got to fill it up, make money. You know, I mean, I think it's so corrupt. I think the whole system's corrupt. I think the whole, you know, public defender stuff, if you don't have money for a lawyer, because if you got a money for a lawyer and you got enough money, you can get off of just about anything. Look at OJ. You know, you get a dream team, you're going to get off. But I think the whole public defenders and the prosecutors, they work hand in hand. They're getting paid by the same person. You know, there's too much collusion going on. There's too much, you know, and they make deals and underhanded, de you know, okay, you know, we'll charge this person with this and this and this and what do you do for me? And uh, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. See, but if you got could, money, you can get off. Yeah, we could be like social justice warriors, like the right way, not the like stupid way, like some people, but um, yeah. yeah. OJ, what was OJ's dream team? Like, was a million dollars? Like, it was Barry yeah. Shack. Who else? At least uh, a million. I think it was at least a million dollars. Johnny Cochran, Barry Sheck. Uh, who else was on that dream? Kardashian. Wasn't he on it? Oh, yes. Dershowitz was on there. Um, yeah. That's four of them. I remember the whole thing because my neighbor yeah, looks like Barry Sheck. It was a big... Oh, F. Lee Bailey, of course. Yeah. Uh, who played him? Nathan Lane played him. Who played an amazing Nathan Lane uh, in the movie. And then, oh, Robert Shapiro. Yeah, Robert Shapiro. There yes, you go. So the whole I mean, thing. Yeah, if you got enough money, you can get off about anything. You can get just because you can get any, any, any. Um, you know, they do the mock trials. You know, your lawyers yeah. will, and they get the and they get these specialists or these people that you know are in their field. Like, who's that one guy that he's Asian guy who's who does all the forensic stuff? I forget his name, but like you can hire him to come and testify. And, and he talks about, well, that wasn't his footprint or that wasn't his handprint or, you know, this didn't go, you know, I mean, you get these expert witnesses, you got to pay them to do it. You got money, you can pay them. But if you're just some normal person that doesn't have a hundred thousand dollars, like I have a friend of mine, well, Jeff Swain, who's a friend of mine, he owns a pool company and, a, and where I get my Jeep fixed, my car's fixed at. Wait, he has a pool company? Car care. And you huh? see, he fixes cars and he fixes, he does. And pools. he has a pool company. Okay. He make, he, he, first off, he had Swain Pools. And then just recently, like two years, he finally, because he's got a fleet of trucks and he was paying so much money. He's like, I'm going to open up my own garage and hire my own mechanic and get lifts and everything and make money off of it. Instead of paying, I can, they'll fix my cars and other people's cars. It's like very smart guy. Jeff is very smart. But his one mechanic, after 20 years, this lady that he dated said that he molested the, the daughter. They couldn't even, they didn't even want to come to the deposition. They had to be tracked down to the deposition. But you can't come 20 years later and say, oh, he molested her. When he never did. I mean, this guy is not the type of guy. But I don't know why this lady did it. But he's set in jail because he couldn't come up with the bail. So he's set in jail for two and a half years and his trial just started and i'm hoping the woman and the daughter don't show up and i hope they let him up but it's like you know i don't know if he went with the public defender or if he got a lawyer or what's going on but i know if you don't have an outside lawyer you're screwed That's you're totally so screwed. messed up and 20 years later i mean yeah, did it really years later or did she, he she, reject she, the mother did he reject her if he was dating see, i don't her? know i don't know the full story i just know i've never even met him i've just heard the story from jeff because jeff's known him for like 40 years or whatever jeff's known him forever and because he was going to come to work for jeff and be his mechanic 
and because he shut down his 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 um he had it he had a, a garage and he shut it down and he was going to go to work for jeff and then he gets arrested for this some happened 20 years ago when the girl was like 16 or whatever and allegedly he groped her or something i don't even know i don't even know the whole story but i know what jeff was saying that you just can't there should be a limit of when you can report i, I mean, agree years is, is a little kind of after the fact yeah i agree wholeheartedly on that i know a lot i do know rape, rape victims you know and they actually went through with the rape kit even though some of them were ashamed and traumatized Maybe they took like a week or two to come forward. But the thing is, nobody ever waited more than like three, four months. Nobody ever waited that long. This is why I get very, very dubious. And I'm not trying to shame anyone that's a victim. I just get super dubious when I hear about these things. And it's it's scaring men like Dustin Hoffman 50 years later, you know? Or these therapists that that try to do this, oh, we're going to do hypnotism and then Oh, you were raped by your father. And then they come 30, 30, what? You know, they blocked it. They 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 put it in their mind. No, if they were being raped by their father, they would have been continuously raped until they were, until they said no, you know, or got pregnant or, you know, got older. You know, it's not like, oh, he molested me one time when I was five years old and I'm just now, you know, I had hypnotism and I remembered it. No, hypnotism, you can tell anybody anything yes. or make them believe whatever. You know, I don't, I, I think well, that's yeah. sketchy. Well, I I'll think tell that's you. sketchy. It's super sketchy. And also therapists are super sketchy. I was telling a therapist years ago about um, a ghost that was in my, uh, my bedroom. It would like, I thought, I don't know why I was thinking of my dollhouse. Um, Cause I, that's right. I'm building another dollhouse. I like building dollhouses uh-huh. sometimes and put in the little miniature things. Oh, uh, I love that. It's fun. So cool. so, yeah. Yeah. So then she's like, um, well, I think, you know, you said you saw a ghost. Well, I think someone touched you. I'm like, but who? You know, I was in the house with my mom. My uncle was there sometimes that he, it, it was never like that. So I went to a, hip, a hypnotherapist twice. She said that I was touched by my uncle. Then someone else said I was raped by him. And the thing is, this time when all this shit went on with the ghost, I didn't even see my uncle that time. Like, I didn't, never near me. He lived in a foreign country. So it's just, I went back. I tried to get my money back. I didn't give it back. But (laughs) it really is poppycock when they get into this whole thing of hypnosis. I I don't know. Plus, I think it's scary once you're that vulnerable and anyone could just like feel everything. You know? Yeah, you'll believe anything anybody tells you. I mean, it, it it it's it's like if I told you, like you wouldn't believe me, but if I said, hey, listen, they're taking Trump supporters and putting them on a bus and sending them down to Orlando and they're killing them. <laughs> oh, really? You wouldn't believe me, right? But that it, it, it's ridiculous. But if you do the thing, like you know, you were t- you you know, you're getting these these are the the reason why you're so depressed is because you're having. Um, um, memories of childhood you know what no no it doesn't work like that you know I don't think it does I don't know I mean I could be wrong but all the psychology classes that I've taken and stuff like that there's no sketchy stuff like that so right it's like it's crazy I, I think they want your money and they want you to keep coming back 
Yeah, I think so too. And then they want to dump you back to the therapist and you go sit and talk to the therapist and the therapist like, who, like who, what kind of therapist does that? If you want my business, you keep giving me constructive criticism and constructive advice and you don't like sign off on bullshit. You know, you are there to help me not to like sign off on any bullshit that I may do. That's a bad habit. You're supposed to correct me, but she just did this whole other thing. I'm like, okay. During the pandemic, I was seeing a therapist online. This is the best one. Oh my God. I should have researched her before. (laughs) And all of a sudden, like, is telling me to go read books on Buddhism. I'm like, no, this is not what I need to know how to tackle this. I need your help. Uh, Then she went and she contacted an ex of mine. That's breaking patient um, therapist confidentiality. You know, I found out she, they took her, uh, her license away in Canada. It's this whole oh thing. My God, I love, yeah. My therapist falls asleep sometimes. So, because <laughs> we're, you know, nowadays because of the pandemic, you do everything by on the phone. And she's in, in Orlando or whatever, my therapist. And I talk to her every other week, but I've caught her a couple of times sleeping. And I'm like, I guess I'm just not really interesting. <laughs> well, if you tell her you killed someone, maybe she'll get like, she'll be like, oh my God, what, what would you say? That's what, what did you happened. say? I'm calling the cops. Yes, I'll be in the end of that. So I got to ask you, so when you do these civil war reenactments, um, uh-huh. do you want to, like, are you trying to do your own thing and maybe like go off on your own and do your own, like uh, Missy Hyde's prevent, uh, presents World War II and do like these. No, no. I, you know, like some people like recognize me, the other, rec- some of the other reenactors will recognize me or they'll, somebody will say something then they'll come up and be, were you in wrestling? And I'm like, yeah, that was me. Blah, blah, blah. You know, and they're like, oh, cool. Can I have my picture taken with you? You know, I get stuff like that, but I, not from the public very much, only the other reenactors. Cause they talk, you know, and they talk about, you know, people and other reenactors and stuff like that. It's like a whole community. But when I do it, I try to do my, my person that I portray. It's you do it in first person. It's like wrestling in a way, you know, when you're talking to people, you do it in first person. Like if somebody, if a lady walks up and she's got shorts on, I'm like, Ooh, show her your legs. Do you want to come back here? I've got a skirt I can give you to hide those legs because you might excite the men, you know, the male population. You know, I do it like that. And I and I and I make and I, I try to educate as I talk to them and educate them about the war and and how women behaved and how like, you know, if you were married, you would even in front of your children, you would never call your husband by his first name. It was always Mr or misses you know i tell i educate them about like society and about clothing and about um you know etiquette and stuff like that and mourning i give them a different side of the war like what they you know 150 years ago people didn't dress the way they dress now and people didn't act the way they act now you know and a woman my age would have to be married because she couldn't live alone because you would be harassed you know you you get raped or you get killed or who knows what could happen to you but you'd have to have some kind of um security around you a family you know that's why when you're in mourning for that year the family that you're in mourning with you're usually with the husband's family they're trying to find you another husband so i tell everybody yeah they want me to marry henry flagler which henry flagler i don't know if you know this built the first railroad in florida he built it all the way down to um key west and he had three wives and he poisoned all three wives but his fourth wife he was 70 something years old. She poisoned him and she moved from New York down to Florida. And then she opened, she's the one that started all the garden clubs in Florida. And this was around like 1870s, 1880s, around that. 
So I'm talking about, you know, Mr. Flagler is just too old for me. You know, I, I've got Mr. Getty, who's 12 years younger than me, that lives in New Jersey that wants to be my fifth husband. You know, and, I, and you talk about death because so many people didn't live. You know, you'd see these women that had nine children, but only three lived to maturity. You know, I mean, it's just, it, it was, you know, the medicine was different. You know, there was no antibiotics. You know, they only took baths once a week. They would take them on Saturday. If you were more wealthy, you would take more, you would probably take more baths. But usually the common person, you know, middle-class person, common person, they would only take baths on Saturday because they want to be clean Sunday for church and clean for the rest of the week. But you always hear that, don't throw the bath water out with the baby. Have you ever heard that saying? Yeah. That's because they go, the, the husband goes first, then the wife, and then the oldest child down to the baby. They're the last person that gets the bath because you only heat up the bathtub. You got to bring in the water. There's no, there's no faucets. So you got to heat the water over the fire and, and bring it in bucket by bucket till you fill up the bathtub. So it's a lot of work, a lot of work to make, to have a bath back in the 1860s. So I like to educate people about stuff like that how well we have it. Flushing toilets. Hello. That's not a concept. Yeah. It's very huh? it's a it's a that's a very new concept. But when yeah. I was in Death Valley, I like so I love going up to Death Valley. I take my motorcycle there sometimes, and I stay at this resort. But the thing is, like, if you want to go hiking in Death Valley and walk around in Death Valley, like into the Panamint Valley and all this mm -hmm. other stuff, you got to be careful. You got to be careful and make sure that you know your way back and you have a shit ton of water because people have been lost out there. So one day I'm by the pool and I went to the gift, I, I went to the gift store before and I picked up this book called Soiled, uh, Soiled Doves. And then the oh, other one was exactly the Women of Panamint yeah. Valley. So I'm thinking to myself, like I tried to find like where these old saloons were, dance halls. Well, basically there were brothels and you mm -hmm. had the bar downstairs, traveling men would go through there. They'd- um, The miners. Yes, exactly. And it was all run by Latina women in that era. So you oh, see wow. who the women were. Yeah, yeah, it was amazing. So I got so obsessed with that whole culture back then. Like, how did they prevent pregnancies? How did they prevent all these other things? And there were like these really old school lambskin condoms. Condoms. I saw yeah, yep. but they're lambskin. They're at the Museum of Sex in New York City. Because I'm just fascinated by that. So now that you're telling me this whole thing, it would be so cool to have a structure erected uh, like one of those saloons out in the Panamint Valley and a special like show like once a night. And then like when the lights come on, you have all like the, the women of the night, like sitting on like the viewers laps and stuff like that. Right, showing yeah. you what it was because those guys who got into brutal fights. The women, the women would kick their asses. Upstairs, oh, yeah. you had the working girls and it's where and everyone once came. they hit about 30, they would get married. They'd find one of their guys and get married. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They came out West to make money. The women right. did because there were so many more men than women. Like um, I had this one girl. Um, there's a group um, on Facebook and it's um, we write letters, you know, like Civil War letters back and forth. And my pen pal, she lived in California. And I was telling her my problem when I was looking for my fourth husband, you know what a problem it is. They're either 16 or 60. There's no men my age. They're all off to war. They come back. They got one arm, one leg missing. You know, I got to marry up. I can't marry down. You know, you know my problems. And she sends me a picture of some old guy with a gruff. She says, a lot of men out here. It's like 25 to one. 
you know, you could find a husband if you came out to California. And I'm like, I'm not getting on a way. Think about getting in a wagon. You know, the train only takes you to Texas. And then you got to take a wagon all the way out there. Have you, did you ever watch um, 1883 or 18? Yeah, it was, um, uh, oh, what is that show? Yellowstone. It's the precursor to Yellowstone, how they got to Yellowstone. I didn't see that, no. Oh my gosh. It is, if you want to know about the West and stuff, watch that. Like one girl goes down to cup a squat to take a pee and she gets bit by a rattlesnake on the ass. Ouch. Yeah, she dies, of course. I get scared of those. No huh? I get scared. I don't really like snakes and I go no, I like sometimes up by Will Rogers uh, State Park and there's this gorgeous like upward slope to go on but I'm always like, okay, is there like a snake around? I just put my hood up. I don't care how it is and I just like go running up and that's, I just run back down because I've seen snakes there before. But I like the whole fact that you're so immersed in this world. I feel like we have to have this special, like, Missy Hyatt theater just for this. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I'm telling you, like, you should come to a reenactment sometime. You come to a reenactment sometime. I got extra clothes. I can dress you up. As what? You can be either, you can either do Civil War or World War II with me. You can do either you. one. Yeah. I'll do one of those for sure. And uh, yeah, I'll have to, I'll come to Florida for that. I don't want to go to Florida anyway, but that's so, it, it's the coolest thing. And I know fans would love to see you do that. So not everyone's in Florida, but maybe like the next WrestleCon or next thing you do, uh, you should totally set this up. People will pay uh, to yeah. see this. Come dressed out in my gown with my yes. page on. Oh yeah, I can see that. I can do that. I did come to one. I was dressed in my Drindle, you know, the, the German... <laughs> little beer that's hot beer garden looking yes. dress or whatever i wore that one time to a signing and what happened <laughs> Did people look nothing, at the, okay nothing, I, I came out first in regular clothes and then the second part of it i had 30 minute break and i went up and changed i got the same guys came back for more pictures so it was the best idea to change clothes so i'm made more sure. money well, I, I really think this is a good idea. And I think you're onto something bigger. And this is how great ideas start. And by the way, I've got to ask you this because of the whole conservative thing. Now, two things. First and foremost, yes. um, and I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, okay, I like Ted Nugent as a musician. Yes. But I have to say him getting on a show he has, I saw it during the late night once and it was Ted. I'm like, oh, cool. It's Uncle Ted. He's showing people how to like cock a gun. He's showing people how to. Yeah. Hit. I think that's a bow. Easy. He loves to bow hunt. But he, he shouldn't be showing people on a show that's watched through Roku. He should not be showing people anything about guns and loading them because it's yeah. not correct procedure. But he sounds we like. Do that at, we do that at Civil War, though. They show everybody the musket and how to load a musket. It's different because if you saw the way yeah. Ted Nugent was doing it, he sounds like a freaking loony from the he sounds like a right he he <laughs> he defines the term right-wing nut job i mean the way right. he was doing it if you come to my place this is how i'm gonna do but this guy do the gun and he's like laughing i just i'm just telling you like I, I think he's great as an artist but what are your thoughts on him you know he hit me in the head with the basketball one time he was accident yeah i when he was in damn yankees i know oh, tommy God. shaw this has been like 30 years ago. 
And we went, we were, we went to the concert and we were backstage and they were out, we were outside, you know, going into the venue. They were playing basketball and he went to throw it and it hit me in the head. And I was like, boom. And he's like, oh, I'm sorry. And I'm like, oh, that's no problem. That's my only time I've ever met him or talked to him. I got hit in the head by a basketball by Ted. So that's my only encounter with Ted Nugent. But I didn't know he did stuff like that. That's pretty crazy. I know he's bow hunting and he talks about bow hunting all the time. You know, stalking the prey and getting close to it and, and all that. And, I, you know, if that's what you're into, then, you know, that's your hobby, then go for it, you know. Yeah, but in the same sentence. I just feel sorry for Bambi. Yeah, but in the you same know? sentence, you shouldn't be showing people how to use guns and load them. And secondly, him getting on there. And it's fine if you want to speak whatever it is you're into, whether you're Republicans or you're Democrat or liberal. Fine, you could have a voice constructively. I think that's awesome. Yes. And that's different, you know, but what he that's does- That's what makes America I, great. Is, it makes is America have the option to great. say when whatever we want. Right, well, yeah. we have that, but the way he does it, man, I'm like, oh, he makes Republicans look really bad. Yeah. So it's a good thing the show's late at night. I don't know how many people are watching it. And like, like, you get a lot of problems like coming out or I don't even know if I call it coming out. Do you get problems being a conservative? Like, it, it's such a well, mixed bag. Well, I- I've, you know, I, I've been banned by Facebook a few times because, you know, I, I put up the Confederate flag and I said, um, good morning, Dixie or whatever. And I think I got banned for three days, you know, stupid shit like that, you know, and, um, I've been accused of being a Nazi and being pro-slave because I do the living history stuff, you know, and I just laugh, you know, I laugh. I go, no, I'm just a conservative female you know i'm just you know conservative female that's all i that's all i know to say you know yes i voted for trump and, and i'm proud that i voted for trump and i you know think that he got screwed you know i really do i think there i think our our voting system is fraudulent very fraudulent and i'm still gonna cases. vote i still that's my voice you know i want to vote and i tell everybody vote you know there's so many people that are turned off from voting you know, why vote if we're going to get screwed anyway, you know, but I'm like, you got to, you got to vote anyway, you know? Well, I will say this, this is a hint to what I did find out in California. So aside from the whole thing with IDs, let's say you right. come to me and um, you don't have, and then you're giving me your name and I can't find you. You can give me a name and address and they don't know, they don't check signatures like people think. So right. then let's say you do that here. Fine. Let's say you go down the street 20 minutes away in the same district and you give a different name and address and just say, yeah, I'm not registered, but this is where I live. They will register you and you could do it again. You could do it up like, yeah. Now they'll put it in as provisional or conditional, but it's just, it's that fine line that yeah, really that's bothers me. Sketchy. So I could say I'm, um, Hi, okay, I'm uh, Barbara Wright, and I'm going to vote here. Okay, great. I'm going to go here, I'm Frederico Nini. Uh, I'm here, and I'm so-and-so, I'm the Iron Sheik, whatever. It's just, <laughs> was he harassing you again, by the way, the Iron Sheik? Remember that no, one time? No, I loved him. But remember funny. the one time he was, uh, Missy, we're going to do gimmick. Remember when he was hitting on you? Oh, yeah, he always does. He always does. He's so funny. He's just out there. And then his handler gets him drunk. Who's his handler? Who's the handler? You know, what's his name? The his the guy that brings him into all the signings all the time. Which it one? Seems wrong. Eric? I forget his name. Yes, Eric. 
Eric Sims. I I was prank calling him once before. I told Were him. You? Oh my god! I yeah. wish Eric I had Sims it on tape. So it was fucked up what I did. What I, I did, I called him. I told him I wanted to come in and do a signing. I said, yeah. And I also got a friend of mine. She's really hot. She's like a really brand new valet. Um, what she look like? She's beautiful. She's got large blue eyes. Um, perfectly platinum white hair. Her name's Baby Cinnamon. He's like Baby Cinnamon. I'm like, yeah, Baby Cinnamon. She's actually from Japan. He never understood that Baby Cinnamon is a hell. It's a Hello Kitty character. Oh my I God. love Hello That's Kitty. So, so I, yeah, it's just, it was so funny. He's like, oh, okay. But I kept fucking with him with that for a <laughs> while. And just, you know, I kept fucking with the Iron Sheik. Um, I, I, I called as you once before, Missy. I have to tell you that that's the bigger Okay, I don't mind. I did Listen, the accent. Never the think. best joke on me than anybody ever has when you sent me to Miami. I don't know oh, what that was talking the funniest about. thing. Dum-de-dum-de-dum. I was hoping yeah, I remember. Like, okay, okay, I'll forgot. go with that. I'll go with that. I don't I'm recall. So, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. I, I thought it was funny after the fact. Not at the time. At the time, I was rushing to get there and everything. And you know, I didn't want to get a speeding ticket. And then I run in there. I'm here. I'm here with Jasmine. Sibby. You're not Buck. She's not Buck. We don't know what you're talking about. Really? Okay. Well, then I'm going to leave. Bye. See ya. <laughs> Going back to Tampa. See you later. <laughs> you know, I prefer the old Missy that was kind of fucked up and not remembering everything. I'm joking. <laughs> okay. That's yeah. not me anymore. <laughs> I know. Anywho, a lot of people. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. But I, I, I don't have the Iron Sheik's phone number, so we can't prank him. If we had we the Iron Sheik's number, we could prank him right now. It would be so fucking perfect. It'd be funny. I love pranking people. I used to Me love too. it before caller ID. You used to really could prank people and have fun with people before I, cell phones and caller ID and stuff. No, there's nobody answers when it's blocked. No, there's a way know? around that. You could block the number. Then you use a calling card. And what, oh. right, then what's going to show up is the calling card number. It might sort of like really scrambled, but you could do that. Oh, so, okay. Thank you for letting me know. There's a few people I'd like to prank. <laughs> yeah, the Missy and Jasmine prank tapes. We could we could outdo the Jerky Boys. Now, oh, yeah, the Jerky definitely. Boys called you, by the way, with me on the phone, Kamal. Oh, did and, they? Yeah, he called you. Uh, I'm going to make, he said, you're going to make one of those nuts. That's, that's a mock apple pie because you sound like one of those not southern girls and <laughs> you're really good about it i'm like oh fuck because we, <laughs> we would make we were doing calls this is before they had this is at, way after they had the film but kamal and i were calling people up i think he was the one that called up eric sims like a couple days later as baby cinnamon begging to be on the show oh no that's so funny but we should prank the blue meanie let's go let's prank the saga <laughs> <laughs> there <laughs> yeah that's not a good idea at this point but yeah so fans want to like if people actually want to see you i know we are on social media so i want your handles and i promise oh I yeah well just that. twitter it's at missy hyatt missy hyatt on twitter and then um that's really about it and then i have missyhyatt.net and um i i just started making these jean jackets Ooh. that um um i'll show you one yeah 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 yeah, yeah. i want to see it for me oh so i can get one that's so cool. The really good one that I did is for Medusa. Oh. And it's got a it's got a Gucci a Gucci scarf. But this one's made with an Hermes scarf. The <gasps> oh collar. And then this is the back. <gasps> Ooh. See that? And then the cuffs. The cuffs are done. Wow. So I, I make these and sell these. Where? 
Well, um, one store, the Gypsy Rose in Tallahassee buys them from me, but I, I, I got them. They're, they're going to be listed on my website, missyhyatt.net. So I'm going to have them there for sale. And then this one's the Louie. <gasps> oh, I love the Louie. Yes, Louie's awesome. Yeah. And then this one is another Hermes. This is a big one. Bit of big girl. This is the X. This is an XL. So that's the back. So gorgeous. What size is the Louis? You like the Louis? What size is it? Um, it is a large, but it's got the it's got the short sleeves. You know, it's got the it's got the capri sleeves. This would fit you. So yeah, guys, it's gonna be like it's my birthday. Yeah, give me your address and I'll send you one. But I want, okay, guys, if you want to get me something for Christmas or my birthday, late birthday gift, this is where we got, we got to go to Missy's store. But that's so cool. Like April yeah. Hunter's or candles. Look at you go. So missyhyatt.net. You could buy your jackets and see all of our other stuff. We have yeah. Instagram, right? What's your Instagram? Missy Hyatt. Yeah. If they want to come see Irene at the Civil War, where do people find your tour dates? Oh my gosh. I don't even, usually Twitter. I put it on Twitter. Like next week, um, next weekend is um, in Ocala at the horse farm is for war is for civil war. And then the weekend of the fifth through the seventh, I think it's the fifth through the seventh of November. I'm in Zephyr Hills for world war two. And then Gettysburg um, for remembrance weekend. I'll be there. And then that's for this year so far. I don't know what I'm doing in December. I don't think there's anything in December, but next year, our season runs like September through April. Because you can't have guys in little uniforms running around in the heat because they'll just fall out. So we don't do it during the summer much. We, I go up north. I go to like Virginia and stuff in the summer. But um, uh, those are my, the, that's where I'll be for this year. So come to a reenactment. See me. You got to come yeah. down. I'm coming to one. Oh, I definitely I'll you up. You. I, I want you. I want to do it. Maybe I could be um, like a Native American or something. Yeah, or you can be whatever I could you want to be. I could be a British settler or something really cool, but I'd want to do it. It would be so much fun. It just yeah. I want to do Western. I want to do the Western because that would be really fun. Yeehaw. It's like 1880s, 1890s, you know, and the guys do the guns with the guns, you know, target stuff and everything. And the Western, that seems really fun. I definitely and they do, they do um, you could be an Indian and um, they do Custard's Last Stand. Ooh. They do that every year or every five years. I think it's like Chickamauga. They do it every five years. They do custom, they do a reenactment of Custom's Last Stand. They do the Alamo every year. They do everything. It's it's amazing. There's a lot of living history. You just got to Google living history in your area and you can go find events from Revolutionary War to Indian Wars to everything. Revolutionary War was fun. I had a great time doing that. I did it in Camden, South Carolina. It was so much fun. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be there. Uh, I'll come to visit you at some point, but hopefully I see you before then, maybe at an XPW show. Yeah. Um, maybe at a signing even, because I know people yeah, do book you. And a lot, I love, I know the fans love it when you come to the signings. Uh, I still can't believe you remember that rib, but whatever. <laughs> I remember yeah, that one. Best rib. I tell everybody, it's the best rib anybody's ever pulled on me, so. All right, because I'm like getting hot. I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. But yes. No. Thank you so much for hopping on board. Yeah, anytime. And I'll anytime. see you soon. Love you. Love you. Hang on one second.
enjoying the ride on my crazy train, whoo, please make sure to rate and review Crazy Train Podcast. Take a screenshot, send it to me in a DM via Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and I will send you a free goodie bag. Oh, and Crazy Train Podcast is now on YouTube. So subscribe, Crazy Train Podcast, that's with a K, on YouTube for video interviews and never heard before interviews and some really cool bonus content.